Ladies and gentlemen, we want to talk about the big return. Yes, Austin Reddick has returned yes. to Total Spot Fest. He is home again. <laughs> he is I'm, home. I'm, I'm back, but unfortunately not sporting the uh, pay-per-view pick'em title belt. <laughs> unfortunately not. And I made a promise to Jamie. So, Jamie... Uh, if you missed our first of all, hello, welcome to Total Spot Fest, JJ, Jamie, Austin, coming back at you here. Um, if you missed our last episode, go watch it, go check it out. After you're done watching this, uh, we did reveal the the results of the full gear pick, and again, Jamie retained his title, and I promised to make the belt bigger. So, raining. There you go, Jamie. Defending. I hope you're happy. Undisputed. He Perfect. Perfect. I'm even going right to put it face. right side up. Right, <laughs> over, right over his face. So, for tonight, I'll put it down here in the corner. You got a bigger belt. Are you happy? Of course I am. Of course you, you are. Know. Yes, I say it with that. Everybody likes the big. Well, one. that placates you, but then again, I know you, so I'm not even going to bother. But uh, we got another pay per view in less than a month. In about uh, about a month, right? About a month, actually. It's like 31 yep. days away. 30 yeah. days. Oh, Big Rob, what's up, buddy? What's up, Big Rob? But no, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening, hopping in for us. We're gonna do. We're gonna talk about quite a lot of things. We had a pretty good episode of Dynamite. We're gonna get to, um, and. We're going to talk about some Fed stuff. We're going to do a little WWE chat here in a minute. But uh, if it's your first time joining us, like, thank you for giving us a watch here. Uh, hit that hit that like and subscribe button. It does help us out quite a bit. Join the conversation if you're live in the chat like our friend Big Rob is right now. Uh, if not, just hit a comment. You can hit us up on Twitter at Total Spot Fest. Uh, last week, you were not here, Mr. Reddick, because you were in the middle of fighting one of the most deadly women in the world. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. I was probably right about the time this, uh, uh, yeah, right about the time the show was going live. I was throwing hands with Masha Slamovich at Triple L. <laughs> let's, let's talk a little bit about Triple L. First of all, how did you do? Second of all, how was the show overall? So the, the show is fantastic. Um, one minor hiccup I will get to in a second. Okay. Uh, me personally, uh, it enjoyed the shit about, out of working with Slamovich. She's an absolute pro and real good at this shit. So that was fun. Uh, Triple L is always a great time. They pack that theater. Uh, it's a 21 and up show. So it's, it's all drunk adults. <laughs> and uh, yeah. If you've, you've if you've ever seen videos or pictures from Triple L, the, the ring is up on a stage and you've got the theater seating out in front of it. So it's just a really fun, unique environment for pro wrestling. That being said, half the matches, everyone just brawls down to the floor. There's no count outs at Triple L. It's literal li <laughs> like live commentary from comedians or stand up sets in between matches. It's the most fun pro wrestling show you could go to. If you're going to be around the Denver area, January 12th is the next time Triple L is up. Uh, going to be another fun show. Uh, I think they're going to start announcing matches soon, but one they did announce at the last show is uh, our boy, the Mile High Magnum, Dak Draper, taking on Lince Dorado. Oh, let's go. Ooh. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh. 
I will say, but, uh, let's say Dorado. Let's, let's say Dorado. Yeah, isn't he Lucha down Lent. at? Yeah, he's down at the Fed right now doing some training, right? Is he? Yeah, he was a training? guest coach at the uh, PC this week. There it is. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that so wasn't smoking. Right, he, okay. yeah. he smoked. And so I almost <laughs> forgot uh, the the small hiccup of the Triple L show. Uh, if you are listening to this and you regularly attend or plan on in the future attending any pro wrestling show, not just Triple L, don't do what this unfortunate lady did at Triple L. So as I said, there's stand-up comedians in between some of the matches. There's three sets throughout right. the night. The uh, the headliner of this particular show was absolutely bombing. Uh, which is not a thing that ever happens at Triple L. Like the comedians are almost always great. This was a new guy that got recommended from somebody and none of his shit was landing. Mm. And then from there, he proceeded to go over his time with his shit that was not landing. And it was real awkward. But before the promoter <laughs> could go take the old 1920s candy cane looking stick and yank him off the stage like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, uh, some lady, I forget her name, but some dipshit trainee wrestler out in the Denver scene, which outside of triple L is pretty rough. Uh, <laughs> decided to take it upon herself. She was just sitting in the crowd. I think she came and helped set up the ring, but she was not a part of the show in any capacity runs up on the stage and like gets in the ring and starts like body slamming this comedian with none of this talked about ahead of time. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the the most unfortunate part is all this is going down right before the main event. So Heidi and Effie are getting ready to go out there. And the crowd is, it was one of those moments where it was real awkward and everyone was quiet because they didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. But they knew it wasn't good. But thank God with the combined charismatic <laughs> forces. Heidi um, and Effie. Yeah. <laughs> Heidi Howitzer and Effie the pro wrestling God, they combine oh. to bring those people back to life to close out the show. <laughs> I mean, if anybody can save that situation, it's either one of them and you put them both out there. You're good. That's a, that's low kid. So it's looking amazing. <laughs> so, so that's pretty safe to say that that, that person is probably not working in the Denver scene uh, ever. Yeah. Prop. Well, I would say that, but outside of triple L, the, uh, the promotions that run in Denver will take just about anybody that will work for free or 10 bucks. So I wouldn't be surprised if I didn't see her on a flyer before too long. And we've seen but. questionable people of all varieties continue to get jobs, even locally here, uh, in Kansas city. So, so yeah, we had a, a fan run in, um, mm -hmm. at least it ended up better that for her than the, the last, person that tried to run in during triple L uh, oh God. probably about a year ago at this time, uh, some drunk gentleman decided to run into the ring during an Anaya match. Oh, that's a bad, and if you're listening bad, to this, if you are no, familiar at all with the howlets. So, and the best thing about triple L is you, most of the talent on the show would kick your ass if you stormed the ring uh, but little do most people know, the guy that promotes the show has like a nine and one pro kickboxing record. Like, <laughs> cool. And you would never guess it, but he would kick everyone's ass. It's amazing. Oh my god. So, yeah, Dukes. The, the moral of the story, <laughs> if if you are at a pro wrestling show and you are not on the pro wrestling show, stay at or around yeah. your seat yeah, for the duration, that. please. Stay outside yeah. the ring 
you know oh my god <laughs> so did you so how did you how'd your match go did did did, did you beat masa uh, I, uh, did not, unfortunately. I could have just lied. Cause like y'all weren't there. So you wouldn't know. We were not there. Um, but <laughs> if you, if you have been to triple L and seen me wrestle, you would probably know by now <laughs> that I don't ever beat anybody at triple L and it's great. <laughs> One day. You, One day. you beat Stormy the time that we were there. Yes, you did. Uh, you? No, I got beat by Stormy. That's right. Oh, you yeah, did. Yeah, that was a big pop. I got the crowd. Yeah, right. off the top rope and then speared. That's right. We yeah, were we the were the Austin Reddick che- cheering section though. Went viral. We were we were the Austin Reddick cheering section. Yeah, we didn't go ape shit for you. We got we got we got a couple side eyes for for being so Austin Reddick uh, fan fan boy. <laughs> and that was even All before right. you were on the show. So there's you know. there's a few of them there. Not many, but there's a few. Hey, they're they're around. So triple l jamie and i talked about this one of our favorite shows that we've been to it's fantastic show yeah if you're ever near denver around the time of showtime you have to go check it out we made a trip out of it it was worth it you know to 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 drive across the the blight that is western kansas and eastern colorado to get to that show because it's so good so except seven seventy sucks around limon or is it Lyman Lamone? Oh, seventy whatever. sucks when you get past Salina. I think it's <laughs> no. Lyman. Uh, most of the time, it's not terrible, but from like December through March, it gets pretty rough. Oh, I I hate the, that drive in in its entirety for oh. all sorts of reasons. <laughs> the last few times we've done Triple L because we always drive, and then we'll after the show we'll turn around and drive right back to Wichita. Uh, it's not like there hasn't been construction. There hasn't been traffic. Like 70 has been, been nice the last few times. Although the January show, it's probably gonna be a pain in the ass driving there, but most of the year it's not bad. Yeah. So, and that's your Austin Reddick traffic update. (laughs) (laughs) Triple L good fun. We're glad to have you back here. So, um, some other stuff happened this weekend. I don't know if you guys paid attention or not, but there was a there was a pay per view from a, a little small promotion based out of Connecticut that happened uh, this past Saturday. Did you guys did you guys check out Survivor Series? I did. I absolutely did. I did as well. I had a buddy who was uh, did a watch party in Discord, so made it, made it nice. He, it's weird. So I have Peacock. I legitimately. Pay my five bucks a month. I got Peacock, but your Peacock. It doesn't work on my. It doesn't work on my on my computer. So I whenever there's WWE pay per view, I have to pull up my Amazon tablet and have like the pay per view running on my tablet next to my computer, or watch it Mm -hmm, in my mm -hmm. living room. So, yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of Survivor Series. I thought it was great. I don't think it was better than Full Gear. I'll put it out there. I don't think it was better than the pay per view the week before, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was really solid up top to bottom yeah yeah so while i am not a weekly watcher of the offerings from aforementioned company in connecticut i try to say that as like douchey and drawn out as possible <laughs> i don't know why it's probably funny uh <laughs> you're trying to be like me so like i don't watch a, a weekly tv but i legitimately don't think i have missed a big four pay-per-view in years, if not decades, I think I'm like same. I might have missed. It's still it's an event. It's a fun thing. Like it's four times a year, so you like you don't really ever have anything going on. If I have the wrestling show that night, it was a lot easier in there on Sundays. But like I'll I'll pull up my phone or I'll watch it back next day or something. I got some nostalgia for the Big Four. 
And mm-hmm. usually for those pay-per-views are usually pretty solid at the worst. Uh, this one, the actual in-ring wrestling and the show itself uh, as a singular thing, great entertaining night of pro wrestling. Um, but also within that, it encapsulates the the problem with WWE that is never going to go away. And I say problem, it's just what I don't particularly enjoy about it. Nothing matters. Not nope. a damn thing that happened on that show mattered. We'll get to the the big thing later. You could say that matters to some degree. But as far as like storyline continuation, as far as stakes and consequences, what on that pay-per-view mattered at all? Miz was not going to win the IC title. Really right. enjoyed the match. Miz and Gunther was, I thought, really good pro uh, wrestling. Well, Told a great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was great. But you knew Miz wasn't going to win. You knew it didn't matter. You had uh, what should have been, and like the match itself was good, but you had two phenomenal luchas on a 24-hour buildup with like nothing really on the line. And if you're going to get good pro wrestling for the sake of good pro wrestling, the other company does that better because they let people do that. That's what they, that's uh, what they do. That's what they specialize in. <laughs> yeah, and then you have you have two war games matches where you have to assemble a team of super baby faces to beat the heel faction, and the super baby face team did in both those matches. Yep. Neither one of them seemed like it had the intensity or the story that would warrant a war games match. Like, did not feel like NXT be, war games. It did not. Yeah, it was it was there to sell play sets at Christmas time. That's why they had war games at Survivor Series. They're going to put the cages on on Amazon.com. And if I was a nine or 10 year old, I would buy the shit out of that or ask my parents to because that's cool. But nothing mattered. Uh, You have this big blow off. Judgment Day is not done. They're not gone. It was just they fought in a cage four on four. And that was the match. The RKO off the top of the cage was super dope. But yeah, it was a super, it was an enjoyable show. It was a fun couple of hours, but what mattered for anything out of like the results and what happened? Yeah, and I, I want to echo what you're saying because actually uh, your point is very similar to what I'm getting ready to say. So I've been starting to ease myself back into the Fed, you know, just because it's official. There is absolutely no Vince anymore. And I said I would never watch it if Vince was fully involved, and he's not. So he's out of there. So go with me here. WWE, AEW, okay? Okay. And we'll get into their fans here in a little bit. But oh, do we have to? <laughs> WWE right now, WWE, their weekly episodic show is 80% story, 20% wrestling. Okay, mm, yeah. Okay. And AEW is 20% story, if that, 80% wrestling. Yep. Okay. This, but then their pay-per-view, WWE pay-per-view, is 100% wrestling. That's where you get the big blow-offs. You see these crazy matches. Some of them don't matter, like Survivor Series. Like, to your point, those War Games matches did not matter. They were cool. They were exciting to watch. But come Monday, they didn't mean shit. Over here, AEW, their pay-per-views are 90-10. 
90% wrestling, 10% storytelling. And with the word coming out now that AEW is wanting to go more New Japan style, less story, more wrestling, I'm concerned because WWE product is so successful because it is more story-based. Yeah, Kids like a good story. They like using their imagination. That's why it's great for the kids. The hardcore wrestling fan, the New Japan hardcore wrestling fan in me, is concerned. Because I, if I want to watch New Japan, I'll watch New Japan. The sweet spot for AEW, which I want to get into here, is 50-50. They need to have 50% wrestling and 50% storyline. And the rumor also is that QT left because of less storyline stuff and more wrestling base. Because, you know, he's more on the entertainment side, which mm-hmm. I agree. I think it needs to have that extra piece to take to the next level. Not saying I do, I'm not enjoying AEW, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying that because I love me some AEW. But I'm just saying, like, you have these two different things and everybody wants to compare <clears throat> them to each other. They're not even in the same fucking ballpark. Well, and that's, you the, know? that's the argument I was having with my buddy who who did the, who hosted, like, the watch party because he's a, he's a big Fed fan. He doesn't hate AEW, doesn't. You know, he just says that for his money, he likes to, you know, get the story in that. And he feels that AEW doesn't do this. And I'm like, well, they do some, but he's right. You know, you are right. There's more. It does remind me a lot of kind of the first year of AEW. Because we talked about this when it first came out. You know, Jamie and I did, Austin. <clears throat> How it was pretty much every week there was no story and it was just a bunch of ridiculously good matches. That's what you're going to get on dynamite for the first year. If anybody goes back once it's on max fully and has the back catalog, you'll be able to go back and watch old episodes of dynamite. You can go watch that first year. It's all go with like one or two stories here or there. So they've already cut to me. They've already gone down that path. I think where they are right now is a good mix because I feel like right th- where they are right now is about 70-30, right? I would say 70-30, maybe 60-40 at best wrestling to story. You know, they're trying to set up a bunch of stories. They have the whole MJF stuff. They're doing Adam Copeland and Christian, you know. They had the Julia Hart thing, that, you know. So I feel like they're, they're doing more story now than they ever have done. But I don't feel like they need to do, go – beyond it i also don't agree with them backtracking to a new japan total new japan style because i'm with you i don't think that's a smart move i understand you're trying to get a different audience and aw and wwe are different audiences we already established that yeah you don't have to go i don't think you have to go polarized i mean I don't know. so i would actually I would say at this point, AEW does storytelling and wrestling better than WWE. I think the Mm. general consensus that WWE is the story wrestling uh, is not telling the whole story. Yes, they are. Excuse me. They are completely story driven company. And that's that's been pro wrestling for a long time. It was always about the story. They have not told stories well in a a significant period of time. I think when people talk about how much better WWE is at telling stories, they're thinking throughout the history of this company that's been around for decades and decades and all the good stories they've told in the past. 
when they don't really do that anymore, uh, things just go on forever. They don't have, it's not a story unless it has a logical conclusion and they will just run with shit until they get tired and do something else. I'm looking at you, Roman Reigns. Um, and <laughs> bloodline era, the they, bloodline they are era. A show, they are a show that it's meant to be consumed in clips on TikTok and, and Twitter and all that. Uh, that's that's what they want. They want the, the social target media audience impression. Twelve year old boys. They've said that. That's their yeah. target audience. Yeah. So they don't really worry about long term stories because they don't think their fans are paying attention, and that's why a lot of people that historically watch WWE stopped watching regularly. I'll still turn in for the big four pay per views, but I don't need to watch in between because the shit doesn't matter and anything important, they will sum up in a three minute video package before the pay-per-view, which <laughs> I, I, I want to say it was WrestleMania this year. Uh, I, one of the pay, big four re, in recent memory, WrestleMania. I know you're the, about. the video packages leading up to the matches were so much better than like the TV that why would you bother watching every week? And AEW, on the other hand, I don't think they're 90% wrestling. If you kind of look like at what they've been doing for a while, one, the Continental Classic in itself, that's half your show of story every week for the next month because there's stakes. There's something on the line. We know why they're wrestling. That's a story. You don't need more than that, but you're also getting Christian and Adam Copeland. You just got Hangman and Swerve where he literally broke in the man's house and then they tried to kill each other in a death match. You've got the devil stuff, whatever your feelings may be on the duration of that or the lack of payoff at full gear. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not, I don't need to rehash and go back on the pay-per-view, but Jay White should have been the AEW champion. I was actually going to do a whole bit where I was only going to acknowledge Jay White as the champion going forward, but I decided against that. Uh, but yeah, so you're getting in that uh, Tony Storm's character as well. You're getting more story and more entertainment mm -hmm. style stuff in a show that's also giving you good wrestling, where on the other side, you're getting a bunch of weekly shows that don't actually matter. That's presented like story driven wrestling because they just don't like doing the the crazier style of wrestling, which I mean, is I, I think it's fine. Poor. But uh, I, I, I threw this out there as kind of a quip, but I think it is a factor as well, Jamie is. Who they're targeting, right? Eight yeah. WWE's been on record saying their target audience, like I said, is twelve. I'm not making that up. Twelve year old boy, they're, they're targeting young yeah. men, right? Whereas AEW is targeting us, right? That you know, eighteen 20, to forty nine, eighteen to forty five, or whatever it is. I can't remember that. You know, eighteen to forty nine, yeah, eighteen to forty nine, right? That demo, get the yeah. demo, right? <laughs> I'm still, I'm still in that bastard for a while. We're, we're no. still there. We're still there. Don't worry. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, who've been listening and hopefully enjoying this little bit of content, um, Jamie, I'm going to talk about myself, third person, really knows how to get under JJ's skin. It's easy. Just gotta <laughs> talk, talk, talk shit on Mizzou, talk yep. shit on the blues, and and it's there. Oh, the blues so Jamie is doing a little. Jamie's doing a little experiment. Just doing a little experiment. That hey, let's let's see if I can get under. <laughs> Austin's skin <laughs> and see if I can get him to come out and and, and defend AEW. And ladies and gentlemen, I was successful. Um, because yes, they do have some great stories. My problem right now, and this is legit, this is this is this is not a work. That last one was a work for me. This is a shoot that I am not liking this coastal Carolina con 
continental breakfast tournament thing they got going and on. That still amazes me because this is like right up your alley. It's a, it's literally yes, pulled from New it Japan. It should be. But yes, exactly. Like G1 Climax, man, that's, that's me. That, that's my guy. That's my jam. I'm in. But the way it was presented and how it was just kind of thrown out there, it wasn't explained, nothing. It just it feels flat still. Other hmm. than the matches being absolutely <laughs> bonkers phenomenal, because Jesus Christ tonight. But like tonight. it's <clears throat> it's like they have this JoJo the circus pet. This guy's a pretty new pet. And you know, this need it. So I was, you know, just killed it. <laughs> Watch, you do some deep cuts. Oh, okay. So, I, I got a question for you, Jamie. I got a question uh-huh. really quick. Say the Continental Classic was never announced, and you just saw this Wednesday on Dynamite, you're getting Mox versus Jay Lethal, Roosh versus Briscoe, and Jay White versus Swerve Strickland. Would you not be excited about just getting those matches? Hundred percent, and that's the thing. I think I'd be more excited if it was just those. This is just adding context and the added thing that no one can interfere. It's just giving a reason to have these matches they were typically thrown out anyway. Jamie knows you're not wrong, by the way. He just for some reason it's just not clicking with his head. Yeah, yeah. Like the thing is, like in my mind right now, it's filler. Like we don't have definitive storylines right now for some of these guys, so we're just gonna do this. For some of these mainline guys, I mean that's so they have something what, to do. It's kind yeah, of what a tournament is is a filler, right? In general, it's it's a reason for pro wrestlers on a pro wrestling show to pro wrestle. Like I would, <clears throat> I would take a tournament with some of the best wrestlers in the world that's going to last the better yeah. part of a month over drawing out some like half-assed storylines just to put something together. Yeah. And it is, it is literally, it is filler by the most literal definitions. Hey, we got a month to the end of the year. We got one pay-per-view. We got to cram in for the end of the year. We want to kind of start building towards the big one in March. Let's just do a tournament. That way you guys will be occupied with that. That's a, it's filler. It yeah. is filler, but in a good way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. If, if we're being honest here, circle of trust uh, with, with, <laughs> with everybody here and, and all of our viewers, I think it's the fact that there's going to be another goddamn belt. I think that's my There problem. it is. There it is. <laughs> Yeah, at first, they, you don't need a belt. at first they didn't say it was going to be a, a title. They said you're going to be crowned as the champ, you know, the the winner, the champion, just like G1 Classic, right? Maybe a trophy, yeah. and then trophy there's a great. belt. If the belt is like they do it for the Owen, cool, right? It's a commemorative belt. You won the thing. If it's a new belt, belt, goddamn you, Tony Khan. I hope That's it's a sash. I think it'd be funny if it was just a nice little sash for the winner. <laughs> Some sequins Here and stuff. he is, coastal champion. All right, let's get let's get back on track. So speaking of here, he is. So uh, uh, first of all, yeah. war, oh, war, war, games yeah. is, war games is war games. War games is always great. War games. It's always better when we do that. Um, yes, war games was better in NXT. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it was a little bit smaller arena and the way they did it. And I mean, more personal. It, it's personal. I think it was NXT was at peak NXT when they were doing war games too, right? When you had the disputed air and the women's that but it's still fun. I still like me some war games match. I still like seeing EO Sky jump off the, the roof of a, a a cage wrapped like inside of a trash can. Like that spot I know is a rehash of two years ago, and I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's, I love her and it's great. Um 
So the men's match had a big return in it. You know, we had Randy Orton back in the ring. Like you said, one of the best RKOs we've seen probably since that WrestleMania where he damn near murdered Seth Rollins. Oh, God. <laughs> That's probably the greatest RKO he's ever yeah. delivered. And Seth won the title later that night. Even better. Um, the Seidel yeah. one's up there, too. It is. He's always oh, there's, there's a mm. bunch of them. He actually put a video on uh, Instagram a while back. A uh, while, while back, several years ago, he did it on his stepkids going, jumping into the pool, which is amazing. <laughs> that was amazing, yeah. But faces win, all this stuff. It's in Chicago at the Allstate Center, right? You know, where the Bulls and, and, and the Shithawks play. So if it was if it was going to happen, that somebody was going to return to WWE, this is the one place it would be. So they even do the whole thing. It's done. They get up there. They're taking their bow. They're doing all the stuff in the ring. Randy's music's playing and all this stuff. They start to roll the credits. And our truth. Our truth has returned. <laughs> no. Cult of personality hits. Cynthia Michelle Punk back in WWE. Now, I know, Austin, you have some things that you want to embark on us at this moment in time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but before we, we really get into it, I'm going to okay. drop, oh, no, no, drop some general knowledge first, and then we can, we can talk about Charles Montgomery Punk in full detail. All right, so let's, uh, let's get that stash of knowledge going. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, jump right into the stash. Never mind me, I'm fix on my windows. Because this one. This might this might spur some alternative opinions on on y'all's end, and uh, this might Ooh. ruffle some feathers. Not y'all's, but some some people maybe. I do like me a spicy take. As a spicy take, long term, bigger picture. I would throw out that CM Punk going back to WWE does not matter. It's Breach. cool for the immediate. And and I'm not even like a, a CM Punk hater. I CM Punk him showing up in AEW is what got me to start watching weekly. Uh, now I kept watching because I found it a very enjoyable pro wrestling show. I am not a CM Punk hater. He does seem like not the best adult human being in the world, but we could talk about that later. <laughs> but just strictly bigger picture in pro wrestling. If you really like CM Punk and you're going to watch whatever he's on, I'm happy for you. You got him on TV somewhere. You can watch him. That's cool. How does CM Punk fix WWE's problem that I talked about earlier that nothing really ever matters and they don't really ever tell good <clears throat> stories? You had CM Punk coming back was cool, but it was at the end of a three-hour pay-per-view where that didn't really further anything and nothing happened. And if you were one of the many that got suckered into watching Monday Night Raw for him to finally show up on Raw again for the first time in the better part of a decade, you sat through almost three near unwatchable hours of a pro wrestling <laughs> TV show to watch him come out and say he's finally home. Like we didn't hear him talking all this shit about it. And like we don't have the internet and know he's only there because he punched Luke Perry's kid and got kicked out of the other pro wrestling company. That is my stash of knowledge. This is not going to ruin AEW. This is not going to make WWE even bigger than it was before. Ultimately, 
you can be happy he's there. You can not give a shit, but it's not really going to matter long term because WWE is going to continue to WWE. Thank you. That's a fantastic stash of knowledge. I don't. We're we're going to go back to regular because I don't even want to soil that with anything else that we might add in. That's that's that is that is your stash, ladies and gentlemen. That was epic. But if I may add a piece. Oh, I got I got a couple to words that. to say about. Uh, See, that's why I figured I would I would just like lay that out and <laughs> then we'll get yeah. it. Let's, thoughts, go sure. it. Let's go to it. Sure. Let's that's do a, it. That's a great foundation. All right. Okay. You want if you don't mind, Jamie, I, I, I want I want to go because. Okay. Okay. You, you I don't know if you know this or not, Austin, but uh, Jamie does. I am not a CM Punk fan. I I was not a fan of his when he was in WWE. He got real big in W. I liked him back in in ROH stuff, right? That's more because I like Joe, and they had this great series of matches. That's literally about it, right? I don't have like this attachment to him from the ROH days. Um, when he got big in in a in WWE, that's kind of when I had, was moving up. When I kind of took a little hiatus from wrestling for a little bit, you know. So I never saw the broad appeal of him. When I came back into wrestling. I got back into wrestling and like into TNA, right? Which got me into all sorts of other stuff. That's when I really expanded my viewpoint into indie wrestling and these other promotions out there. And you know, and as always, talking about hey, CM Punk is one of these guys. And I look at him and I go, mm, No, he's not. I don't see it. I don't see this best in the world moniker. I never really cared. After he did his old shtick and got, got canned on his wedding day, which is still fucking hilarious. <laughs> I didn't care. I didn't care. You know, JB can attest to this. You know, I could I could have cared less. He was coming into, into AW and I was like, I understand what it means for the company, but I'm not. It's not a make or break deal for me personally. Now, I was happy when he came in. I thought, okay, this could be a good thing. Maybe you guys were right all along. Maybe the world was right. CM Punk is, is is best in the world. He's good. We like him. I even bought a CM Punk shirt at uh, one of the one of the uh, shows we went to. And then CM Punk did CM Punk things. And I'm like, hmm. Kind of felt like I knew this the whole time. And he's back in WWE. And I told Jamie, over under for me is one year. 12 months before he gets fired or leaves in a piss and starts talking shit on Triple H. That's my guess. It might actually probably be a little longer, but I'm going to go with one year. Solid. You have one year. Um, they have no use for him in WWE. He doesn't move the needle anywhere, right? He's just – he's not the athlete he once was. We saw that at the end of his run in, w, in AEW, right? He had a couple good matches, but he's not – he's not the guy he was when he fought Joe in ROH. He's not the guy he was when he gained all this popularity uh, with the Straight Edge Society. And I don't know where you – it's like you got, you got enough in WWE. You don't need him. So, yeah, he's back. Enjoy. Good for you. So there's my there's my pessimistic view of the, you know. All right. If I may. Please. <sighs> so, CM Punk, I've, I've been an advocate of CM Punk, well-documented, and I turned on him just like everybody should have. Um, I agree that I don't, I don't believe he's going to move the needle because what 
does he offer that Roman Reigns doesn't offer, that Cody doesn't offer, that, hell, L.A. Knight right now, whose promo work is stolen from four wrestlers, and it's working very (laughs) well for him, and I'm very happy for him. You know, or Seth Rollins. Like, you know, what does he offer that these guys don't? And how can he move the needle? He's going to bring a new fan base in. You mean the old fans who want to see what happened? Like, I consider him to be Howard Stern. And if you guys watch Private Parts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Monday Night Raw was the Howard Stern moment, like when they're going over his ratings and says like, you know, he's got like a seven, a 45% approval rating. Right. And you know, his fans say they, they just want to know what he does next. They don't know what he's going to do next. And then, you know, the people who hate him was like more 55% watch longer. And they go, I just, I just don't know what he's going to do next. Right. And that's the whole appeal to CM Punk. And then the promo Monday night happened. And instantly, I don't know if you guys got this, but I instantly went back and watched his original promo with AEW. And oh my goodness, are they about the same goddamn thing? (laughs) One string banjo over here. I left professional wrestling seven years ago, and Mm. now I'm back to professional wrestling. I left WWE 10 years ago, and now I'm home. <laughs> One string the same banjo. thing. One string banjo, Like, man. okay. So, and, and like, as soon as I heard that promo, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm good. I've had my CM Punk fill. He's not going to do, he's not going to do anything for them. You know, like, that's my opinion. He's not going to do anything for them. Yes, he's going to, he's going to move some merch. Uh, Rob brought that up. That's absolutely correct. He is gonna move merch because that's what he does. He's just a merchant guy now. He, he can't put on the great matches anymore because every time he tries, he gets hurt. You know, and he's he's passe. Like again, Howard mm-hmm. Stern back in the '90s and 2000s, Howard Stern was the fucking man, and now he's on serious and barely anybody listens to him anymore compared to the way they used to. His numbers are way down from what they used to be. There's a Fact. group of individuals out there who are CM Punk loyalists. They always have been. And they always will be. And they came over to AEW when he came over. And then they left when he left. And now they're back in WWE. And they kept him as number one in merch on Pro Wrestling Tees when he was out of wrestling for seven years. Right? Mm-hmm. They bought his shirts in AEW. They're going to buy his shirts in WWE. He is not, he is not like Swerve Strickland or LA Knight or even you want to get, even you want to go there, you know, um, Austin Theory or, you know, Jack Perry or Darby Allen, right? He is not getting new viewers to them. Mm-hmm. They're just just broken them back a bunch of old crusty folks who just keep getting older (laughs) Uh, because they're seeing punk people, right? City of Chicago. You got the city of Chicago. Congratulations. Every every event and pay-per-view you do in Chicago is going to be sold out and filled with a bunch of Chicago flag t-shirts. And 
And to, to just to add on, and, and I give this back to you, Austin, because I know you have a, probably had a good retort. <laughs> but the the thing that pisses me off, and you kind of you kind of started with it, is the fans. So AEW loyalists only want CM Punk to fail, <sighs> right? AEW loyalists, and I'm I am loyal to AEW, but I'm loyal to wrestling as a whole. Like I love wrestling. Period. You know, and I just happen to love AEW more than anybody else because it gives me fantastic fucking matches. But AEW people want it want in the every fiber of the being CM Punk to fail. And rightfully so. Like they're still a little bitter about how things ended, but like it's to the extreme. Then you have the WWE people, they're they're hardcore stands. This is the end for AEW. They're dead. It's over. Get a get him a body bag. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to bury Tony like, Khan because they hate Tony Khan more than anybody else. Oh, what's what's your sniveling idiot gonna do now? It's like first of yeah, all, be smarter than just, all of us, really. <laughs> the fans right now are out of control more than what's happening. Like, yes, the the last hour of raw did pull a 1.88 and yes i was a part of it but raw pulling a 1.88 is not good i'm sorry i'm from the days of eights and nines baby you know and you know and it's one of those things 1.88 does not impress they're gonna be on cw pretty soon anyway so there's that not raw oh smackdown whatever yeah so the people saying AEW's done <laughs> are are just being WWE homers on the internet for the sake of Hard. arguing with people on the internet. Hard. CM Punk has been gone since August. Like, doesn't matter they showed up somewhere else. He has not been there for some number of months, and they've been just fine. It's not going to be the end of any company. Uh, but to go, I want to go back really quick to to what Rob said in the chat. He made a good point. WE is about Brandon Merch. Uh, their target audience doesn't care about the long-term story. They're dre- they're you know they're consuming it in smaller clips. I get all that, and I'm not saying WE needs to fix this. WE is making as much money as they could possibly be making for what they're trying to do. They are a corporation that has figured out how to keep that machine running. So they do not need to listen to me because I do not have WWE money. I've not made that in this business. What the fuck do I know? (laughs) That being said, if WWE would just tell better stories, it would be a much more entertaining product and even more people would watch it. Not that they feel like they need it, clearly. Uh, They're doing just fine. But I'm not telling them they need to fix anything. I'm just saying I would probably tune in weekly if their weekly TV mattered in the slightest. Uh, but to go back to go back to Punk in that regard, he's definitely going to sell some merch. He'll 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 probably have a cool moment or two. It's sure. not that they're devoid of interesting stuff occasionally happening on weekly TV. But you know, kind of that what got brought up earlier. Who are you pushing down the card now? You had L.A. Knight just get hot as shit. People are still behind Cody. People are still waiting on a Sami Zayn title run. Like, you've got a crowded picture. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing CM Punk does offer that no one else on the the roster has to offer up near the main event picture, and if if he can provide this, I would find it hilarious 
he has not lost to Roman Reigns for the title yet. He's at least someone new to feed to the big Samoan that you just indefinitely have holding your major championship. And if this punk return leads to him just getting like low blowed by solo behind the ref's back and speared one, two, three in a mania made event, I would laugh so hard. Y'all would hear it from Kansas city. (laughs) Oh my God. That would be great. All right. Okay. That's good. All right. That's so well, we're going to, like I said, CM Punk aside, right? WWE is not what it was. It is a better product. Still kind of WWE-ish, but we'll probably, we'll be revisiting it a little bit more here and there in, in, in the months to come. So you guys comment down below. Let us know what your thoughts are. Are you, are you all for CM Punk back in WWE? Could you care less? Let us know. Let's talk about wrestling because there was wrestling that happened as well earlier tonight. (laughs) Boy, was there. That that is an understatement. So, um, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. All good matches, including Warlow's because AR Fox got some offense in. I won't call it Warlow's a good match. I call it a better match. (laughs) Well, he allowed offense, and he did try something new. True. So we're gonna we're open with that because the the east Eastern Carolina Col- Coastal Continental Breakfast <laughs> uh, tournament. Um, I think that's my problem too. Is like the damn names. Um, <laughs> it's the easiest of the names. Uh, no, but okay. So let's just war, open up with War Daddy. War Daddy. So uh, War Daddy. Had some hair going on. Uh, as soon as I saw that hair, I thought of Heather. Like oh, that, that hair was she's done this to me. Oh my god, that hair was um, bad. Yeah, so yeah, whatever that was. Uh but he comes out, Air Fox just goes right after him. And I love me some AR Fox. You know, Air Fox was able to get a little a little offense in. He he did get a four fifty splash in there, you know, and then he totally legit ate a Swanton bomb to the face. Did anybody else see that? Like, oh, I did. There was literally there was, there landed was two in the night that right were right on his face. That swantons that were that looked a little rough, a little north of where they should have been. <laughs> Heather is that's a good point. A mask here. Heather, our friend Heather, is sold on the fact that War Daddy is one of the uh, one of the masked men. It makes the sense. It sense. makes it does make a lot of sense. Especially if he isn't cool cow, right? What if he's just, the mastermind behind all of this? He like he's the one who's hacking the system. I I just I want that to happen. I want him to unmask it as a devil and MJF just will look at him and go, Who are you again? Oh <laughs> golf clap on that, my friend. It's just, and then like they could even keep that going where he starts becoming a cartoon supervillain or like Wiley e. Coyote where he's trying to trap MJF and just keeps failing. <laughs> that would make Wardlow yeah. way more interesting. Hell yeah, because Wardlow right now, man. I'm sorry. Like he got heel pop, which is I guess good for him, but still he was getting the he was getting the Goldbergs. You know, he was getting those, but when he wasn't, it was just dead. Anybody else? Like, it was yeah. just no one there's cared not, about There's no substance than... to this. When you when you parade him out for 120 seconds every single week, 
loud music, big stompy, stomp, 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 smash, smash, rock away. There's not much to get invested when you're sitting in the audience and go, oh, look, it's a Wardlow match. Hmm. Yeah, well, they've also made Wardlow look like an enormous dipshit. Like, he came back saying he's got one thing on his mind, it's MJF. He even on an episode of Collision goozled MJF up against the wall, but then was like, I'm not going to get you now. And then MJF has largely ignored him since then. Like, why are you there? What what are you doing? If you want to beat up MJF, just go beat up MJF. The guys in the devil mask seem to do it every other week with no repercussion. <laughs> you could just go kick the shit out of MJF. He's at, you know what building he's going to be at every single week. You know his schedule. He's going to be there. Just do it. Or figure something else out. Like, why are you there, Wardlow? Because you're like last in line for MJF. Like, You don't even I, go I here, it think, feels like. Yeah, I legitimately think it would be hilarious if they just – he never gets his hands on MJF. MJF just moves on to other things, just keeps forgetting about him. Yeah. Well, let's talk about MJF as well since because right before this happened, it, before Wardlow's mask, which is, of course, what was precipitated a little bit of Heather's uh, um, predictions here about uh, Wardlow and the mask. So MJF comes out. It's, pro it's, it's the one time CM Punk's name was mentioned – WWE was mentioned, but it also, I'm thankful of this, was not a throwing mud time at CM Punk or WWE, right? There was one yeah. little tiny jab thrown in there, but it was that was it. So I did actually like that. Who cares? Let's move on from this whole MJ or CM Punk one company or another. Fuck it, right? Let's move mm -hmm. on. Both of them. But then he talks about Samoa Joe, right? And the history of TNA because he had this poster. So he started watching TNA. This is back when I was Did watching Did he put TNA. him over? Oh, put him over so hard. Talking about that old school TNA, right? You know, and, and that was, oh my God. One of my favorite matches of all time, Austin, is uh, Untouchable 2005, Joe Daniel Styles won. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. 22 minutes of gloriousness for JJ. Um, and then he talks about how you know, he got into WWE and they didn't ever make him the champion and all this stuff. So he put him over a hardcore, right? Which inevitably leads to a blackout, audio problems, things are happening. We don't know what's going on. Boom! He's getting jumped by a bunch of masked men who now are wearing hoodies with the mask as a logo on the back of the hoodie. <laughs> Did you see that? Mm -hmm. I, I want I want that on for wrestling tees. I'm pretty sure there's a faction coming there with that. So they beat him up. Then the Devil's Rejects. Oh, touche, touche. Trademark Jamie Faulkner. And then you know audio for like the transmission is all jacked up and all that stuff. And then you know all of the Matrix you get typing on the screen. You know talking to MJF. You know. Basically, you never know who we are. Ha ha, you know, big up to you. We challenge, if you really want to fight us, let's fight next week in a tag match. Do you have the ball? Something of that nature, right? Basically for him and Joe. And Joe comes out to save him because, like Joe said, he, MJF is his property. property. He's got to make sure he makes it to, you know, world's end unscathed. Of course, MJF is the babyface now to Austin's uh, chagrin, so he accepts in the babyface faction. <laughs> so next week, we're getting a tag match against somebody. 
Who thought Samoa Joe was going to be the voice of reason right there? She's like, you need to chill out. (laughs) I love Joe so goddamn much. Yeah, Joe just keeps getting better. It's it's phenomenal. And and Joe, it doesn't matter what else you have him doing. He can just show up and believably beat anybody on any given night. Yep, 100%. Yeah, it, it was nice to see them start doing some actual movement with the devil stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's nice to see that picking up a little bit because it was starting to to drag somewhat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll see uh, uh, at least and kind of going back to earlier, AEW, like I said, they're the better story company. They did something that kind of makes you want to tune in next week and see what's going to happen. That's not just advertising a match. It's like, I'm genuinely interested to see what they do with that because there's a million different ways it could go. Were you a little disappointed that the devil storyline wasn't flushed out at the last pay-per-view? I, yeah, I thought that was a big letdown. Uh, not, not that it, it didn't necessarily have to be revealed, but you got no progression with it. You didn't get something that made you want it to keep going. It was just there. (laughs) <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I almost forgot about it, though, because I was pretty hot about how they did my boy Jay White dirty You're very hot by breaking MJF's leg only to have him heroically return into an ambulance and then just beat Jay White anyway, because I guess he's just Superman. Now. Clean. Yeah, yeah. Clean, too. Clean. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. that was a, a, a letdown. But uh it is what it is. I'm. I mean, I'm excited about Joe getting a, a pay-per-view main event or at least title match. With the way they do MJF, sometimes he might be curtain jerking with the AEW Championship, um, which isn't bad. If you're gonna, you know, crown the winner of your transcontinental breakfast or whatever you called it, <laughs> uh, championship, that could be the main as well. But yeah, it was nice to see them start developing this a little bit and and at least giving you an idea that it's going somewhere and not just kind of just endlessly going transcontinental breakfast sounds like the most fantastic item from I it does hear me it's it's like the continental breakfast everywhere no 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 no, no. hear me out okay oh you got better one transcontinental breakfast you go to ihop or wherever Danes. i don't give a shit plug in your breakfast spot of choice here waffle house right you go in there double belgian waffle Double biscuits and gravy, four eggs, however you want them, toast, hash browns, cinnamon roll, breakfast tacos. Let's go. <laughs> you feed your family a six? Yeah. Like, sure. Add a side of bacon and a carafe of coffee and I'm in. Yeah. Oh, you got, got yeah. meat, of course. You have meat in there with it, you know, so, and coffee and, and a So that sounds like a truck juice. stop. That sounds like a truck stop breakfast. Has anybody oh, yeah. ever like actually had a truck stop? Like, there's this place. Yes. There's there's a town mm-hmm. in, a little bit south of Kansas City <clears throat> called or North Kansas City called Kearney. And was, when I was in high school and everything, I used to go to Kearney <laughs> truck stop after a a night of libations. And um, dude, oh, that sounds yeah. That sounds my like wheelhouse. This is called I, the trucker breakfast. My wheelhouse when I was young, when I was in high school and in college especially. Was Country Kitchen, and I don't know if they had Country Kitchen down south. I think it's a Midwest thing. 
Uh, I'm, uh, they didn't have them in Texas, but I've been to them before. Okay. So Country Kitchen was my shit, right? Because basically in Jeff City, where I grew up, there's two 24-hour options. You had Steak and Shake and you had Country Kitchen, right? We didn't have Waffle House yet. We didn't have any of that jazz. So we go Country Kitchen because I'll give me some breakfast. And for like twelve ninety nine, you get a Barn Buster. And Barn Buster is four eggs, hash browns, four pieces of meat, and your choice of four four bread items, right? Which, as a young man with a metabolism out the wazoo, that meant four giant-ass pancakes for me, plus a side of toast. And this thing would come out. And I remember there was one night where after a long night, it's like 5, 6 in the morning. This is in college. Me and three of my buddies, we all go to bar. We all go to Country Kitchen. My buddy had just gotten cash from his mom or whatever, right? So he's like, "I'm buying," right? But we can sit down. He just goes Barn Busters all the way around, pancakes the whole nine yards. So four of us, we had enough food there to feed a small hockey team, and <laughs> we devoured. Oh, my. oh, so no, enough about okay. breakfast. I'm getting hungry again. Yes, let's 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 talk a little bit more wrestling. Just do wrestling. So, um, you know, so we just we just did the MJF thing. We did Wardlow. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about one more little vignette thing, or like a yeah that, and then we'll actually get into the matches. So, goddamn Tony Storm. <laughs> Like, that's all I gotta say. So good. Like, I never like when it first started. Like, I, I, all of us are like, man, what the hell is this? And now I, I cannot live without seeing Tony Storm acting a goddamn fool. And yeah. I'm here for it every second, every last second. I love me Tony Storm. I love the Mariah uh, May being added to it. I think that is going to be a nice little thing. It looks like it's happening too. Cause Mariah also got RJ cause she used her power of persuasion to get over to Tony Khan. Probably I, I'm going to call it. She's probably going to be the title match. That's going to happen on Wednesday. Um, you know, so there's that she's not going to win it. Of course, but it'll open up the door. Cool she did. You don't even, you don't need to give us that much of it. Like they only gave it a couple of minutes. That's perfect. I like it because you're doing while well, you're still not giving me two matches. You could do two women's matches. I'm just saying tonight I'll get we'll let you go because you gave us so many other good matches, Tony. But multiple women's storylines at least. I like it. Yeah, this was actually like setting up some story for next week. Yeah, Tony Storm's got a title match already down for that. Might be against Mariah May, or we don't know what she was going to talk to Tony Khan about. Or it could be against Either Sky way. Blue, because she was talking a little stuff about being interrupted last week, right? Yeah, that's that's that little bit. And, and again, you don't have to like have this like Shakespearean drama written out no. for your two-hour pro wrestling TV show. Just add in the little shit in between the matches, add some stuff to make you excited about what's coming next. And like, yeah, they did a great job of that tonight. Absolutely. Um, oh, sorry. Before I forget, timeout. I would like to wish Alexa Bliss and Ryan Cabrera congratulations hey. on their baby, and Tay Mello and Sammy Guevara congratulations on their baby, Luna. It's the first time Jamie has said his name normally in well over a year. <laughs> not, not with a hint of disdain. Yes, it's a baby. Congratulations. <laughs> not, not with- 
So I, I didn't. Well, so, so Lexi had their yeah, Lexi and Ryan had their baby today too. I saw Tay and yeah, Sammy. Oh, yeah. good. Both Congratulations. Yeah. Guys. So 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 Sammy Guevara had his <laughs> his baby with with Ty or Ty had the baby, obviously. Um, but yeah, well, congratulations to them. Yeah. Um, welcome to being a parent. Sucker. Wrestling babies. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and get into the Eastern Carolina Continental Breakfast Tournament. Um, Wait, but before we go to that, do we want to quickly gloss over the the pointless match on the show? I don't know. I would call it pointless just because it was good to have a healthy suite of Martin brothers. Yeah, that's, that's well, it wasn't necessarily pointless because it did set up a tr- another trios match with, uh, Penta, uh, the one guy I can't stand commander and, uh, Vikingo. Yeah. But that means that means next one is a, we have to see action Andretti wrestle again. <laughs> That's my problem with it. I yeah. think Action Andretti fits well with Top Flight. Top Flight is their hometown. They're super over. We all knew this, right? And I learned for I yearn for the days where Mark Quinn also can keep himself healthy, so we could have Me Top too. Flight versus Private Party because that is a feud that I want to see. Yeah, I think a Top Flight tag tonight against. Several other teams, doesn't matter who, would have been better than this trios match where the Hardy stand on the apron and watch Isaiah Cassidy take all the bumps for the majority of it. Brother Zay, excuse me, brother Zay, brother Zay, brother Zay. Hey, did he, did we get a squeal? I don't even remember. Did we? We, we did. got a squeal. We did we? get a squeal. Okay, I was making sure. I was like, yeah. But yeah, I figured before we got to the good wrestling, we might just touch on that. It's good to yeah. see the Martins. Back both of them healthy. Please, God, knock on wood. Please stay healthy for God's sake. Please. Yes. Please. Longer than a week together because I think they lasted two weeks together before one of them got hurt. <laughs> but yeah, I I will just jump on that Brinks bus of uh, the Hardys. Just I love them. It's, I it's do. Time. It's time. It's time. It's definitely time. It's old yeller time, guys. <laughs> and if you know, if you know, you know. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead. And before we get into, actually, I decided I've made a change. Ooh. Change of heart. Uh, before we get into the coastal, the continental classic. Got it. Um, let's just go ahead and get into the women's match. Because then yeah, the rest okay. of it's all together, right? Save all, save and then all we're the gonna, Yeah. We're going to save our father for last. Um but Julia Hart versus the lovable, amazing Emmy Sakura. This match, well, first off, Julia's from Minnesota, so very pro Julia crowd, but she's already over so much anyway. She's very this over. This match, I, you know, Julia has came a long way. She's still green, but Emmy is so great. Oh. Yeah. Like, she deserves a title run. That's all I got to say. That's won't get it. I, I wish it would have started tonight. I wish Emmy would have just beat her and, and just, that would have been a surprise. No one would have seen it coming and it would have been rad. Uh, I like the match overall wasn't terrible, 
I think with Julia, there is a difference and a line between doing well and being good. Julia is doing well. She's coming along. She's getting better. Julia is just not good yet. And I don't mean that in like a negative way. I think given a couple of years, especially as young as she is, she'll probably be very good at this shit. Yeah. Just a little rough around the edges to constantly be on weekly TV and be one of your champions. Uh, kind of botched her own finish a little bit there tonight. Thank God for uh, thank God for Emmy because you know you saw her Emmy roll rolled over into yeah. that. Uh, and it's stuff and like those are those are mistakes you make when you're green. Understandable. It she's young. She's green. She's clearly trying and learning. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like maybe pump the brakes a little bit and and get her quite ready. And I get it. She's super over. Probably. Moves a decent amount of merch on pro wrestling TVs. Crowds love her, but they're they're gunner lover. But I think you're you're almost kind of doing her a disservice by kind of pushing her up this quick when there's just there's those moments like the moonsault and stuff like that that she still has occasionally where it's just a bad look for her and she's just got to get the experience in the ring to kind of work that stuff out. Yeah, I think she, she I think it's your point. She has begun exponentially better over the yeah, past year. Absolutely, she's twenty two. Right, she's stupid young, yeah. so she's got all sorts of time to get there. I don't mind. A, I've long been a proponent. You both know this. Move the goddamn belts around, right? Although I do like how they're doing the whole house rules thing again, because I loved that when House of Black did it for the trios titles, right? I do love that she's brought that back because a little continuity thing there. I don't mm-hmm. mind moving the belt around. I also don't mind not having her actually wrestle on my TV every week. Have her there because yeah. she's a champion. Yeah. She don't need to wrestle. She could like I would like to see them. And I know you're you're such a fan of Sky Blue. I would like to see them really push that angle. Because that's that's a decent enough storyline. It gives Sky something to do instead of just throwing Sky at Tony, which I feel they're gonna do, and it's a mistake. Cause it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um and it gives them something to do. It's a, it's a secondary story, right? It's not for the main title. She's not even going after the title. It's just about the inter, you know. So you're, I'm not saying you're removing the belt from the picture entirely, but you're kind of putting the belt on the shelf a little bit. And that way you can get her Help to gear up. Gear, yeah. Gear, you get her to get. Oh, that's. Was that was that was that a slam at Sky Blue there? Uh, <laughs> it was like Elf on the Shelf. You know? <laughs> but no. Um. <clears throat> You, you, you're gearing her up because she's had some really good matches. She has that trios match she had was very good when she won the title, right? So yeah. maybe m- still get her on TV because you want to get that, but maybe not have a wrestle. That's what I would personally think would be a good course to plot with her. Yeah, that adds some good balance to it. I do like that she brought the house rules back. Uh, I thought it was kind of silly towards the end of the match. When she complained that Emmy couldn't tap out to her submission finish, like it's they're your rules. Like I know Emmy gets to pick it, but that's kind of your gimmick is your opponent picks a stipulation. Why are you confused by this? I don't think that's on her. They're probably putting a match together, thought something about it, whatever. Uh, but it is that is a cool gimmick. I love when like champions have like fun shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh it's awesome. And I'm glad they brought it back for her. It adds something unique and interesting to what she's doing. But yeah, to your point, JJ, I think have her wrestle a little bit less. Uh, still put her out there. She's a character. You can still have her all the time. Oh, you yeah. got, she's, she's a beautiful yeah. young woman who's got 
a great gimmick and can sell shirts. Yeah. Put her and on also, your TV. You can, you can tell another women's story and have her out there with Brody yes. during the during the classic. And then you've got your champion out there. You can talk about her while she's mm-hmm. out there with him and tell some stories better. and stuff like that. But then use that spot on Dynamite. So that's even better. That's fantastic. Use that spot on Dynamite to get some more women on the show. Where's Willow? Give me Willow. Preach. But (laughs) I I do, before we move on, I do want to say this. You're like, she's she's a little green to have a belt, right? I I got one name for you. Jade Cargill. That is apples to oranges. It's the same belt. <laughs> yeah. But Jade, Jade Cargill uh, is built in a way that shouldn't be possible for human beings. Jade yeah, Cargill right. is a specimen and an attraction. And Jade didn't have to do as much. And even if she did like jumble on something, Jade looked like she could kick your ass. You ain't going to really boo her about it. Um, and also she would then do something super athletic and strong that would impress you right after anyways. So it's not quite the same. Like, I understand what they did with Jade. Uh, but also, Jade was someone that I think had a shorter shelf life where you're not really thinking super long term with her. Where someone like Julia, you could have Julia run in your women's division for the better part of a decade if you do right in the beginning building her up. So it's that's another thing I mean by apples to oranges. Jade, you're cashing in now. I think Julia, you want to kind of build up because she could be a mainstay for a long time. Yeah, Jade is second. Jade's you know Black China, whereas you know Julia's got that sort of either Marie Canellis or, um, you know, um, the Mickey Mickey James sort of thing. You know, the, you know, where she may not look like to be the top top star person, but she can definitely be that longevity star for you. You say Molly yeah. Holly. Molly Holly's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. This is killing me. Mass and Rain. That's who I was thinking of. Mass and Rain from Impact TNA. You love her, but I was never a big fan. I love Mass and Rain. I always did love Mass and Rain. Anyway, he was okay. Um, all right. So let's move on. So Julia won. Um, all right. So let's get right into the tournament. We'll start at the very first match of said tournament. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was John Moxley versus Jay Lethal. This match went exactly like I thought <laughs> it was going to go. What'd you guys think of Daniel's commentary for the 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 Continental Classic matches? I loved it. Do we? I loved it. Do we sense I mean, a future role for Brian Danielson after he officially retires from in ring wrestling? Perhaps. Though. So, I don't know because from what he said, part of the reason he's retiring is to be home with his kids. And it's not like AEW is doing house shows all the time now. So if he's commentating, I think I could see them bring him out for big events and stuff like that. I don't know if he'd have a regular commentary role, but he also said his last match will probably be in a high school gym in front of 300 people somewhere. So I don't know if he'll ever stop wrestling in the ring. I just think he'll stop kind of wrestling on TV. Uh, but I would love to have him on commentary, I, but really I think specifically, specifically for the tournament, 
it's great to have someone that seems genuinely excited about a tournament of the best pro wrestlers. He's like Goku from Dragon Ball Z. He just wants the best fighters in the world to fight each other so he can see how good he can fight. It's great. Sure. I totally understand that reference. <laughs> Some people get it. <laughs> I got it. I know, I'm not a Dragon Ball guy. This is, um, of the three matches, this is probably the lowest of the three, I would say. But it still was good fun. Jay Lethal's a it consummate was professional. Good. John Moxley is John Moxley. But yeah. Yeah, this is the only one that was <laughs> it, 100% predictable. Like, that was the whole thing. Like, yeah. I knew exactly how this one was going to go down. The other ones had some variable. You know, there was some variable with them. Now, did Jamie call both of them? Yes. But that's what a champion does. Okay, all right. Your belt's getting shrunk again. Um, But the next match, I thought, honestly, was maybe match of the night. I wasn't expecting this next match for me to love it as much as I did until it happened. It was low key. Like that's why I want to give it to it because I mean as much as we love the 39 and a half abs of Jay White and the amazing character work of 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 Strickland. Like you knew that match was going to be a banger, right? Like it was just oh, it was no. This match low key just blew me away mm-hmm. and that's why i'm i'm gonna give it my match of the night i, I am i'm gonna give it my match tonight because it like it it surprised me with how great it was even though probably technically swerve and jay was probably better i'm going with this because roosh is a god and i he's so over it's, it's yes i would need more roosh on my team <laughs> yeah roosh is an absolute star i mean those chops the crowd was you see his chest. Oh, like, like there's all there's a few wrestlers out there, like old school Walter Gunther, right? He was like that. We've all seen the clip online where he had an echo in a in a in a ballroom for like 30 seconds after he chopped somebody, right? Uh, but Walter, sure, right? Penta is one of the best out there, right? You know, there's a bunch of them. You know, Big Show when he was doing it. Now, of course, he's 85 feet tall, but still, you know. My God, I didn't. I don't think of Roosh as Chopmaster. And maybe that's why I was taken back. I think of him as good all around, right? I, like Penta, I expect it because he does a great slap. But Roosh, like that, like, I think that, that you had that happen like 20 seconds into the match. I got into a little chop battle and he chopped him so hard, the whole crowd was like, oh shit, they came to play. <laughs> yeah tension both of them yeah both those guys were bringing the noise um i really love roosh's bull charge into the corner like i love the how he really sells that i mean it's just a simple drop kick in the corner but like how he sells it and how devastating it looks is yeah he, he gets so much speed on it like yeah it's it's so good yeah roosh is an absolute star and it's weird with mark briscoe uh because he's kind of goofy in like a fun and entertaining way and was in a tag for so long that you kind of forget that, yeah, he's really good at pro wrestling too. Uh, And it's, it's nice to see him getting like featured singles matches on TV. Absolutely. Yeah. This was phenomenal. And this was another reason why it's great that they're doing this tournament that Jamie (laughs) hates Uh, because you get 
they they might not have thrown out a Roosh and a Mark Briscoe on Dynamite. Otherwise, you're getting yeah. some face versus face. You're getting some heel versus heel. There's no interference. Uh, one thing I hope they do with this tournament because you know you're getting five matches in the pool rounds. Everyone can eat at least one loss. I want to see some upsets. Me too. And I think if I had to predict one upset, I would put my money on Kingston beating Danielson this weekend. I I like that. Because I think Danielson can eat that loss early on. And Danielson can believably just beat anyone else in the pool as well. Uh I think it's a fun and interesting thing to do with this tournament is and give Eddie that win to give him a little bit more credibility going through the rest of it. And I'm waiting too. They they would not be this stressful on these rules and say I'm every week if if there's not going to be at least one draw. I thought it was coming tonight in the main. We'll I get did to that in too. Minute, but I I thought that was going to be a draw. I think that there's definitely going to be a draw coming soon. Absolutely. The man's wearing an eye patch. Of course, it's not 100%, Rob. <laughs> See, that, that's why I, I just don't know if he will eat a loss. I think he'll eat a tie. I can see a tie out of them. Hey, this is the guy that lost to MJF in the Iron Man match, that lost to Garcia. Brian Danielson doesn't mind losing. And, 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 to, uh, and to your point, this, yeah. this type of tournament, you don't need two undefeated people to meet in the, in the championship. No. G1, like uh, like, like, like uh, the, the Super J's, right? You know, I'm mean, the first year, maybe both years, but I know the first year that El Fantasma uh, won these uh, Super J's, he lost his like first match, first two matches, maybe. I, I can't remember, but yeah, you know. Yeah, and if you look at someone like Eddie Kingston, if he loses this weekend, now, again, it could be a draw. That's possible, too. But if he loses this weekend, he's basically yeah. got a win out in his bracket. Is he beating Claudio? And he'll, he might be Daniel Garcia. But, like, it's – there's too many people in it to not have it kind of wavering early on. Or people start getting mathematically eliminated, and it gets less interesting as you get later. Right. I and also, like Rob said in, in, in the chat, he's got that eye patch. He ain't 100%. It'd be an interesting, it, like, it'd make the tournament more interesting. Now, on the flip side, you did get Jay White and Swerve Strickland for the main event, though, Jamie. And it was everything that I expected <laughs> and more. Um, oh, so good. Both so, these men have to wrestle John Moxley. I just want to throw that out there, by the way. So. I, I don't know. Did you guys see the, the snippets of the Chris Van Vliet uh, interview with, with Swerve? I did not. I caught and, one or two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was talking about like his character work. And then now that I've heard it, I watch for it now. And his character work is a little bit of the Joker. Like uh, uh, Heath Ledger, Joker. Heath, Heath Ledger, Joker. Right. And... Simon Phoenix from Demolition Man. And now that you say, like, as soon as I say that out loud, you're like, I see it. Like, instantly. Like, I yeah. I get it. Instantly. Like, the, the creative genius, you know, who is 100% deranged. You know, like, he doesn't care. 
and just it's it's a beautiful blend and his style of wrestling with his fluidity that's probably the best way i could say it. he's so just watery fluid like it's just ridiculous like the whole spinning up to do uh, a hurricane rana and then rolling into a flatliner they're rolling over into a stalling suplex like jesus and it's all one move like who does that he is an athlete ab- above and beyond all athletes he's gonna be a AEW world champion in 2024 put it in the books right now he is the guy that is gonna get it all out not all in because all in is gonna be will osprey's moment um but he's amazing and then not to diminish jay white because jesus christ jay white like jay white's constant though that's the thing neither one of these it's one of those things Mm -hmm. neither one of these guys have a bad match so (laughs) we had like i had to knock them and give the match of the night to rouge (laughs) and, and, and mark briscoe because like it's it's the patrick mahomes syndrome for some people where it's like Somebody else has got to be better than him, yet he puts up the best numbers every year. I, I'm so not picking this. a match between these. Two. I'm not picking between them. I think they're both fantastic, but for diff- very different reasons. One of them we knew was going to be this, right? You open it up, you know, that's, you know, he's that guy. We know that's going to happen, right? The other one is like, oh, shit, I didn't expect that, but that was just as good as this, right? Yeah, yeah and with – with Swerve, kind of to, to bring it back to an earlier conversation about all the annoying fans on the internet, oh. how could Tony Khan fumble the bag with CM Punk? How did WWE fumble the bag with Swerve? The the, like, pe- the people who 100%. are real, you know, like my buddy is one of them, you know, give him a shout out, you know, he's go follow him on Twitch. It's at AP Drop, right? He's one of my late night Twitch streamer background guys. Um, he said to this day, Swerve Strickland is the biggest is the biggest mistake WWE's had in the past five years. And I go, yep, <laughs> they drop that ball hard because yeah, because my- he would do well over there too. Like oh. he's not only succeeding in AEW because of the style; like he yeah. would do well anywhere. He is he is just charismatic as hell and an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I started thinking throughout the episode, and I wanted to save this to the end. You can start thinking, like, where do you go with Swerve? Because he's kind of peaking in a sense. Like, he could still get better as years go on. All that, But, like, in his AEW arc, he's kind of peaking right now. Kind of where it's about time to put that title on him. Well, I think they're going to put We've three been... titles on him very shortly, is my guess. I think that's possible. Um, but I kind of hope it doesn't happen. Because I think, like Jamie was saying... Belt? He needs the big belt in 2024, okay. and he needs it soon. I would like to see him drop it to Osprey at All In, and they tease that on me Twitter too. a little bit about them working. Oh God, I Osprey, think right now, swerve, give me, give me, please. I think you pivot <laughs> from whatever you had planned, and I think Swerve should be the motherfucking devil. I was just going to ask you that because Jamie that, threw like a that out ago. a couple weeks ago, and I'm like. I like it, but in on that, I think it's, it's not what you're expecting, but you're not going to be disappointed. And that's always the best surprise. If they go that route and let's be real. I mean, shit. 
Adam Cole is streaming right before Dynamite. He is legitimately injured, and he is not coming back anytime soon. <laughs> okay. It makes all sense in the world that he's the devil, but if he's not, and he's not going to be ready in a month, which, I mean, it's 30 days out and he's streaming on Twitch the night of a paper, the night of a weekly television show. I don't know if he's going to be ready to wrestle in four weeks, right? And you can't have him reveal that belt and screw MJF if you're not going to do some action with it. If you're not going to do that, I love the idea of Swerve being that guy. And I, you can still do stuff with MJF and Cole falling out of that, whatever you want. But now's the time to crown Swerve. And even if Cole is going to be ready to go soon, you can still pivot this story, still make it make sense. Because the best thing about Swerve being the devil is once you got the reveal, your first thought would be like, oh, that seems like some shit Swerve would do. Like it fits his character and it makes his character Mm -hmm. even better if he's fucking with all these people and they don't know, like no one suspects it's him. Like that makes the devil character almost even better that – He's coming for the title. He found a way to mess with the champion, and he ends up getting it. And maybe he he roped in Wardlow to be one of the muscle guys because Wardlow wants to fuck over MJF. So, and I think it's it it kind of makes it a more interesting story if between Roddy and MJF, and I mean less Jay White the Bullet Club now since that match already happened. It's over, but all these people accusing other people of being the devil and all that, and it was completely someone else. Like it's. That's fun storytelling. Uh, Jamie threw this out at me a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I'm, "I like it. I'm buying more and more into it, man." Especially but, with tonight, with like hijacking the show. Like, of anybody on the roster, Swerve seems like he'd know a guy who could take care of that. Well, that's that's another element too, because it's like, is this going to be Adam Cole and, and the Babies, right? You know. They're not really known as like hackers, <laughs> okay? Although Wardlow, with, Wardlow, no worky computer, so he. I'm sorry, that was mean. I I um, will throw out one one thing out of left field with the hacking. What if it is a throwback to Retribution and the devil is to debut Mustafa Ali? I mean, I love me some Mustafa Ali, but like, yeah. Yeah, I would be down for Mustafa Ali de- debuting like in something big, <laughs> but it would be the it would be hilarious if that this was I, all just a retribution. Callback. I don't know if you watch any oh of our God, old shows there, Austin, or not. But um, one person on this dais currently, um, one who is ha- actually has hair on the top of their head. Let's just you know we're not going to name names. He's done on his face very well. <laughs> had probably some of the most colorful things to say about retribution that I might have ever heard in my life. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. It was so bad. I tried to find a good angle to present it and he just was just like slamming it like no, 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 kill it. Kill it with fire. You know? Yeah. It was, it was the so dumbest bad. thing I've ever heard. This is dumb. Yeah, no. I so this is this is how I, I kind of see things going down. I see Samoa Joe losing at world's end Mm -hmm. the devil the devil will come out afterwards beat the shit out of him and then they'll have another match like the next number one contender will be in january but then like more devil more devil more devil um and then hopefully by then end of january is what i'm thinking is when um cole will be healthy so 
it will you'll have swerve versus i believe it'll be swerve versus uh, mjf in january then that's where the devil and them cost mjf the title because cole's healthy now then you could start the cole feud and then you give swerve his 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 title run and being the first black AEW champion in the beginning of 2024. Now, the the because the biggest problem I think you have with the whole Cole situation with it is yeah Heather's trolling you now by the way um, <laughs> is <laughs> the tag titles. If if it is Cole and he reveals himself anytime here in the near future, they're still tag champions together. That's, That's going to get put up at some point, and they're he's going to lose it, right? Well, we we uh, we assume that would be. I know you didn't pick it because Jamie was, you know, he basically there was two two schools of thought on the the pay per view last month, D- last week. Do you believe that they're going to go with the strip MJF of all titles angle or not? And me and Austin believed it, and Jamie did not, and that's why Jamie won the belt. Um, me and Vegas would be the ROH tag champs. <laughs> they should. They absolutely should be. I mean, I wanted it, but Vegas didn't. And the bet, so, so like before I make any of my picks, spoiler alert, guys. Before I make any of my picks, I usually like this is what I'm thinking. Then I check Vegas, like, okay, am I am I off base? Because usually Vegas has a, an inkling, right? You know, and like when I saw the title match being like five thousand, negative five thousand MJF, I'm like, okay. That, like that's ridiculously heavy yeah. and i'm like i was way very nope okay i'm just gonna go mjf and if i lose i lose uh we'll see what happens so let's say we got a month out till we got this next week there is a tag match that we have between somebody and joe and okay let me ask you this if, a will the tag match happen no b if it does happen Will they will they show the faces of the people? No. Okay, that was easy enough. Okay, fine. So I <laughs> if 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 I'm guessing what is gonna happen, I would probably agree with Jamie on, on both accounts. Uh that being said, that's kind of what makes this interesting because they they could have them beat up two guys in mass that aren't anybody. They rip them off. They're just two extras you had that week. And then the little, the anonymous raw GM that now runs the AW Titan Tron is like, ha, ah, those are just some scrubs I got from the back. And then the that's other real devil pl- come out and beat them up. Like, you could do a lot of stuff with it. Uh, I could see the match just not happening. Um, but I'd rather see them like, Go out on a limb. Take a little risk with it. Do something fun and unexpected. That's what I'm for. Well, we do have a fun and unexpected match happening next week, Jamie. You want to get to that? We do? Yeah. Why don't you tell the folks? Well, on Saturday, so last week, you had Adam Copeland eviscerate uh, Christian's family in front of... Uh his birth mother (laughs) and then it continued more on saturday he more contortos handed out he beat the living shit out of 
Kill Switch or Luchasaurus. Kill Switchosaurus, as, as Jamie likes to call him. Uh, so, out comes Christian, our father, right? Our father. With five security guards. Big shout out to uh, Man Scout. Man as Scout. well as, uh, as our buddy Dean Alexander. <laughs> Both of them were for AEW, but still. Um, and, and Danger Snake. He was oh, out I there, too. Oh, I forgot Danger Snake. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you got, got the wardrober out there, too. Sure. Um, but he comes out with five security guards, right? And he's by himself, so of course he's in a different tone. And he's begging and pleading. Please come out. Please, you know, we just need to talk. We need to talk and all this stuff. Finally, Copeland comes out. Okay. And then Christian shoes away the security guards and he does the whole tail between the legs suck up promo. Fantastic promo. Talking about growing up together and when they were young and poor and had had not a dime to their name. It took your mother's old Taurus and we drove it around, all this stuff. He starts getting into his mother, you know, and like, oh, and by the way, you know, you, you were raised by a single mom. You had no dad. And the crowd just like, oh! Here it comes, here it comes, yeah. <laughs> I was so good. Oh, immediately, he's like, no, I'm not trying to say I would be your father. We are more like brothers. My father was a father to you. <laughs> it's like, it's even better, you know? Um, but he goes into this, and then he says about, you know, your mother passed away, you know, one of her last wishes, we just get back. Let's do that. Let's get back together for your mother, right? You know, which as somebody who's lost a parent, you know, it's like, okay, now you're playing a little dirty. This is what I like to see. And, of course, is all set up so that he can – He's going to jump in from behind and get the belt, and Christian catches him, gives him a big kick in the nuts. Then the TV censors decided to go on a lunch break. <laughs> Which I was so thankful for. So, yeah, Copeland leans in, grabs the mic, and he tells him, Maria, we got a match next week. Shine this belt up because I'm going to take it home with me from Montreal next week. Uh, oh, also. Go fuck yourself. And then they hit the pot, the mute button. <laughs> it was like. It was yes. great. The best part about that is it was so obviously set up. Like the only thing I could think of is that there, cause you usually have like a seven second delay on TV. Maybe mm. their delay was off or something. Cause mm. it was so obviously set up for what it was coming that like, <laughs> if your finger was anywhere near a button, that, that was an easy one to make. <laughs> if, if I'm AEW, it was clearly a mistake, but if I'm AEW, I'm low-key leaking out a story that Tony Khan let it happen and said he would pay the fine just to make him and the company look kind of cool. But clearly, the sound guy just kind of jacked sound up guy that fucked Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Somebody, yeah. Somebody's getting reprimanded for that. So next you week, know, we got but, a title match between them. But but the promo itself, you know, like, like that's all I wanted. You know, I was, I, something special. You know, something sacred in your eyes. You know, yeah, it was like Christian is doing all time great promo work right now. It's might be some of the probably the best heel work in the history of pro wrestling. Definitely up there. It's it's high on the list. Yeah. Which goes back to my my much earlier point. (laughs) AEW is telling stories really well right now. 
The Christian stuff has been phenomenal. It's followed a thread. They better not drop the ball and have Adam Edge Copeland beat him for the title next week because Christian needs to say TNT champion. I'm I'm hoping we get a new member of the patriarchy that costs him the match. We'll see where that goes. Well, but they are in Montreal next week. They don't touch the screw job. Just stop. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's Don't never it. good. Like it happened once and it was super interesting a thing. And every time they've tried to redo I'm, it, I'm just saying it has been terrible. Tony Khan is a mark. They are in Montreal for the very first time next week. I'm just that would be, that would be the saying. most WWE move they could ever make was, Oh, Hey, we're in Montreal and we've got this, this feud. Let's do the screw job again. Uh, I would rather see Christian just realize he's about to lose and then just haul off and kick Edge in the nuts and leave with his belt. That's heel tactics right there. I think they might they might they might do a swerve on it. They might do a oh we're gonna do the screw job. No, we're not. Right? You know, it's one of those things. But I think you're gonna I think you're gonna have some dirty shenanigans, some heel tricks. Maybe a new member. I don't know. Somebody who's uh, maybe raised in Hollywood, California, and his father passed away. You know, maybe, you know, if his dad was a famous actor, that'd be even better. That'd be a great person to bring back and have. Because I'm sorry, it's time for Jack Perry to come back, right? His suspension's got to be. Absolutely. Yeah. See him on TV now. Let's bring him back. So you seriously think after everything that went on between Jack Perry and Christian Cage, he's going to be like, hey, I'll be your father figure. Put your tiny hand in mine. I'll be your preacher teacher. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it works. Like it works, and it's it's super easy to set up. You have Jack Perry cut one of his world class pro wrestling promos that we all know and love him for. <laughs> uh, Real glass. But all he's got to do is is just look Christian in the eye and go like, you know what, you were right. Now I know what you were trying to tell. Like, and it fits into the father thing. What father knows best, man. Right. Like you bring oh, you bring Jack be, Perry right. in. And, and he's already heel. He, he turned heel on his own, but turned, now, he, yeah. Yes, and he could come out. And this That's is a way for them to cut idea, out uh, Luchasaurus eventually, too, if they want. But he can come out, and he's like, oh, obviously he's here to fuck over Christian because him and Christian have the history and all this stuff. That's the way he starts, and then he goes and he fucks over Adam, and then that leads to him winning. And then, yes, just like you said afterwards, right? You You know best and all that stuff. And you can, like I said, you can He'll use this then, right? But you can use this to kind of, you know, because to be f- completely honest, I like it. As m- I like it. yeah, as much as I love Luchasaurus and all that with this, you know, he kind of doesn't fit the shtick of the the this patriarchy thing. So they're setting up a they're setting, up, they're setting up a fallout anyway from it, just the way they did last week's promo, for God's sake. So. This could be I like another... Christian having some muscle, though. Well, not immediately, but this would be the way yeah. to have that wedge so that eventually you do have a way to move Luchasaurus out. Yeah. So Dude, I like, I like this. I like this take. I'm here for it. And let's, it's, let's... it's if you bring Jack Perry back and throw him into other stuff, like, it's kind of start from scratch. <laughs> yeah. And you, you throw him into this angle, put him back with Christian, 
now you can you can backtrack it and say you've been telling a super long term story, even though you just kind of lucked into all this. But you've Still, also got you've also got a little built in tension there because it's like, yeah, but you did turn on Christian once, so he's back. Yeah. But he's also the angsty chief, like. Like, you know, you got Nick Wayne, who's the obedient youngest youngest kid, just wants to make daddy proud, right? But here's the angsty teenager popping in, right? You know, he loves you, mostly, kind of. Does and you he? can he loves it. You could even eventually lead that to Nick Wayne leaving the group because Christian just always gonna he's always gonna prefer Jack I mean, Perry. It's, it's that a was better his, bloodline. Let's go. I'm ready. That's for his it. first that's his first child. <laughs> that's true. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, Oh, you yep, are in me now. Up. Jamie, Jamie's yep. on board. Do it. Do it. Let's see. Yeah, Miss, Mr. Jamie, they're only 10% story is realizing. <laughs> they brother. Yes. He, he Man, wouldn't even tell me I what it was. It. See, he said, I have something to do tomorrow night. It's for a very particular reason. Just be on the lookout, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was just, I was just wanted to see, Mike. Man, I wonder, I wonder uh, if he will take, if he'll take this and run with it and get like a little passionate about it. And sure, as shit. As you want, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not passionate about many things, but storytelling and wrestling is one of them. Yes, and it's been great on AEW. Uh, like, let's... I just don't want them to regress. That's all. Yeah, you know, it, it, seeing great wrestling is great. Tonight is a fantastic example. Like if we just got that wrestling we got tonight, fantastic, right? That's still well worth my time. Please give me more of that. But yeah. the reason we I enjoyed tonight, and you guys can speak the same way if you agree, was because of the stuff Christian and you know all this other stuff going on. Then Tony Storm and you know MJF and Brian Danielson on commentary and you know all all the all the other little things that they do. It's great. I mean, so. tonight was what Jamie said earlier they should be. It was about 50-50. It was yeah. half dope-ass pro wrestling and half fun entertainment shit. And a war. It was a great two perfect. hours of TV. Yeah. Perfect. It was perfect. Down to the last minute detail. Found, found that rhythm. So we got about a month out. Only thing we know that is officially happening on the pay-per-view is MJF Samoa Joe. And... I think they're doing the semis and the finals. I, I swear to God, I heard them. I, I need to go back and look it up and re-listen. I, I think thought it was just the final. Is that what they're doing? I thought they said they're doing the semifinals on the pay-per-view, but I'm like, well, that also means they have to do the finals on the paper. I don't know. Maybe. They're definitely doing the finals on the pay-per-view. 100% yeah. they're doing the finals, but I would like to see them do that. I, I would yes. rather see them just do the finals on the pay-per-view. I like a good one night tournament if it's a full fleshed out tournament. I don't like just having the last two matches on the tournament and the, like, and the championship. Yeah, seeing people wrestle multiple times throughout a night. We've seen that with MJF several pay per views in a row. It's That's not a good point. The most entertaining. Like I always like, especially the final something. Why wouldn't you want to be fresh? Like put them. The best thing. The old school okay. King of the Rings with the one night tournaments are a little bit different. Like you gotta survive three or four guys. Okay, but just two is a little it's a little light for a one night thing. I hear you. I hear you. Well, so we got the finals and we got that. That's all we got. So we'll see what else we got cooking up here. Uh my summation is you probably have Tony Storm in something, probably Mariah May, you know, payoff if they're gonna go that angle. Or just in something it's start. That's the start, dude. Like the match will be the start. 
just like it was for Trish Stratus <laughs> and Mickey James. Absolutely. Wow. That's all we got. Um, any final thoughts about anything wrestling related? Um, I, Mercedes Monet is back in a wrestling ring, and there's already rumors that she's going back to the Fed because she's in a ring. I might be in the minority here. I you're not care less and less and less as time goes on. Like if she shows up somewhere, like I like watching her wrestle, I'll watch some matches, but like I've I've kind of stopped caring about her showing up in AEW at this point. I'm more interested in her her character development on the Mandalorian season four. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's cool. I hope she ends up somewhere, (laughs) but. It's it doesn't seem to have the same like hype it did six months ago. It doesn't. And she and her and her getting injured was at the worst time for her. To be fair, because was she was she good when she came back to New Japan? No, she was not. But she was also rusty. All this stuff. She was getting better than this. I would like to see them. Like I understand, it is it is still. Sasha Banks, Mercedes Money, whatever, right? I get it, right? I would like to see them lean more into because they have a very deliberate Jamie about Mariah May letting letting everybody know that she's from Stardom. Very deliberate about that, over and over. I want to see more Stardom. You know what I want to see? I want to see Julia. You give me an NXT, but. Maybe. You never know. Maybe. That's maybe, true. maybe you not. never know, man. Who knows? There was a lot of interest, I know, a little bit ago about from Tony Khan about doing more stuff with stardom, right? So, I would like to see I, – and I don't even, like, watch a ton of stardom, but I know the, the caliber of women they have wrestling over there. Bring as many of them as you can over. Yeah. Do, like – do a, a a coastal continental whatever cup with the women <laughs> and just bring over a bunch of awesome international talents. Like give us Joshi uh, Bowl 2024. That's what I want. Uh, they did that during the pandemic. They had like the Japanese side and they had like the American side, and it was a stupid oh, long title name. <laughs> that's where the United States fell in love with Makito. That's where we found one simple Mahito. tweet. One simple tweet. Hello, motherfuckers. And like everybody's like, I hope she wins. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should do. From that. They should just take like if they go to monthly pay-per-views, do one Battle that's wins. Battle Bowl, yeah. but just Joshi's. They can Dude, do man. a women's pay-per-view if they lean into something like that. I think that they have the they have the bodies to do it, but they don't have nearly enough storylines. And they're trying to set up storylines now, which I give, applaud them. They need to commit more TV time. Again, the recurring theme, we know. But if they want to get a women's pay-per-view on the card for 2024, that's the way to do it. Absolutely. You have a big stardom crossover, and you do like like a one-day big tournament thing where you've got you know six of the best from stardom, six of the best. Plus, you can have a couple of little matches here and there, right? Have a women's title match, title versus, you know, or have the champion of stardom, whatever, right? You can mix it all together. You can do a bunch of stuff, you know? That's how you'd be able to pull that off. Do that as a pay-per-view. Boom. Yeah. It's more, more Joe She's in 2024. For all of us, man. Like, I just dark starlight kid. Please. Yeah. <laughs> please. Please. Please, please, please. 
I, I just want and, Hyper Masao. <laughs> Give me Hyper Masao and Hanger in a fucking death match. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all apparently have our yes. favorite Joshi, so that's that's good to know. Uh, <laughs> uh, AZM's really high on the list, too. AZM yeah. is very, very, very good. All right. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you giving us some of your time. Um, that's all we got. Jamie, take us home, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not down to Total Spot Fest, I got 11 words for you. What the shit is this? <laughs> I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. But seriously, I'm here to make friends. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Later.